I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedding Session. Of course, I am Tarina and here with Kelly. Hello. (laughs) And today we wanted to um, talk about something that's kind of a prominent topic right now because it's coming up pretty quick here. Uh, Is that what are your upcoming wedding trends for 2022 that we might not have seen um, if it wasn't for the C word <laughs> that has affected <laughs> our lives. Oh my God. Basically what we're finding is, um, and it is a, it's a true fact is that 2022 is going to have three years of weddings into one, which is, I read somewhere that apparently there's supposed to be, yeah, well, obviously there's three seasons, but there was something like since 1984 or something since 1984, yeah. but it was like, there's 24,000 weddings happening in the summer. And I was like, ah, it seems like a lot, but I mean, we have a, quite a few weddings that happen in general in BC here, in Vancouver, mm-hmm. but three times the amount. Yeah, so we definitely want to explore some trends that you're going to have to kind of consider for your own wedding, but also bear in mind that you might see happening on Pinterest or Instagram or, you know, at your own friend's mm-hmm. weddings in general, just things that are going to possibly happen that might not have happened before. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's start with... Um, well, Kelly, you kind of did more of the research for this one. So what was your kind of overall insight? I did, yeah. So, well, so of course it always kind of happens because I'm, I'm paying attention to what people are, are looking at and questioning. So kind of looking at what like the forward trends of 2022 is going to be. And I always say trends very, very loosely with like air quotes because of course you do you and whatever works for you is great. Yeah. But I'm finding that we're getting a lot of requests for, for some of these items and, and, um, found a few different articles that I'll, I'll link in the show notes afterwards that um, also sort of described a little bit about kind of what we're going to talk about. So I think the first one and the one that was number one on everyone's list <laughs> was outdoor outdoor events uh-huh. and intense especially. So I think that's going to be, it was really big this summer. I think it's going to be really big next summer. It will. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's because tents are on trend and then they always have been. However, in this case and from what we have recognized overall in the planning process is that in COVID outdoors seems to be the constant okay zone, right? So mm-hmm. we encourage your wedding to be planned with as little COVID setback as possible. If that's the yes. wedding you want, right? Like if you're having a wedding where you want to dance, mingle, hang out with everybody, then you need an outdoor space or a tent or a venue that's going to allow you to have that. If you are looking for a sit-down plated elegant dinner with maybe some light conversation, you can go anywhere, really. So it depends on your priorities and what you want. Um, Yeah, so the trend of having an outdoor 
wedding is much more common now because there is so much more freedom. There's no real restrictions at all. So it's so true. I think when we, because we did so many tents out in the summer. Mm Uh, this past summer and then when we did our first event inside a building it was like this is so weird it's weird it's strange yeah they felt weird i was like there's no there's no breeze there's bathrooms are close by bathrooms are inside (laughs) they've got toilet paper there's lighting this is such an unusual feeling the air quality is controlled like what what is this feeling exactly we're in masks right because we're moving around right Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we've got a, we do actually have a podcast um, that's coming down the pipe. Hopefully sometime in the next month, we'll be able to upload it for y'all. But it actually does talk about the great things about a tent wedding and the not so cool things about a tent wedding that you just have to think about when you're doing that. Absolutely. Number, number one, huge one, tent, tent weddings. Uh, Number two is, well, Another item, a line item, is backyard wedding. So this kind of ties in with the tents. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are just doing it in the privacy of their own home or an Airbnb that has a backyard because there ain't nobody to tell you what to do there except maybe a police officer or a bylaw officer can come by and suggest certain things to you. But for the most part, people are outside. There's not much that you can do. You know, th- there is an exception to this rule, though, and uh, we're not going to I'm not going to name any names or out anybody, but if y'all saw the Ferris wheel article, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hey guys, don't have a giant carnival in your front yard well, <laughs> and then nobody, nobody's going to know. So the interesting thing is, so we personally know some people that were involved in helping, they were one of the vendors on this wedding. And right. they, they had nothing to do with the choice of the particular Ferris wheel. I just happened to see the article. I knew a little bit about their wedding they were having and I texted her I was like yo is this yours she's like oh yeah it's ours <laughs> so um oh, the couple that got married were very I think one was famous I believe he is a Bollywood star and the other one is um an MLA representative anyway money seemed to be no object in this <laughs> particular wedding and but the thing is uh the Ferris wheel got slapped with a bunch of fines for just uh taking electricity away from the city because there's no permits I guess involved in getting it set up but i mean just the sheer look of it alone was like wow that was that was a choice guys <laughs> you just want to it was a choice. Well, and it was it was in um it was an area in the lower mainland we won't totally out them uh where i think it was a little bit of a quieter residential mm-hmm. area but it was still was a residential yeah. area so these are sort of larger properties they would have had the space to oh, for sure. potentially yeah. hold the amount of people that were there um so in a perfect world i don't think it would have been as um <laughs> I don't think it would have been as aggressive, but at the same time, it was just, there was just, I think a lot of like elements and things. And I'm not sure if they had a wedding planner they, or they, if they did. did, how they did. This, yes. Uh, yeah, they did. So how a lot of this was like able to fly. And I'm not sure if it was a little bit, it was a little bit like, oh, we'll ask for forgiveness after. It's possible. But, um, yeah, they got in, they got in really, really big trouble because yeah. of it. So mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Please don't do that. I just think that they <laughs> brought like a giant beacon of light to highlight the house with the Ferris wheel. And, and they weren't breaking well, any rules. It's just they did break some rules with the Ferris wheel being plugged into the electric supply. But I don't believe you well, needed like, to not have a Ferris wheel at a backyard wedding. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it's the, I mean the, si- the sheer size of it alone, too. Like a shirt can fit in there. But it's also like safety things. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> anything like that. But um Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you can. I think you can definitely. It was a choice for sure, mm-hmm. but you can certainly have for the average person. You can definitely have a backyard wedding. Yeah, I know. Um, 
it's so funny when when I was reading this article and they were talking about the whole backyard wedding. It's such a thing. I'm like, does anybody remember the scene on Father of the Bride when Steve Martin finds out that his daughter is they're going to get married and he's like, oh, it'll be great. We'll have a backyard wedding with like picnic tables and hot dogs. And the daughter's like, no, dad, no. <laughs> I think it's definitely changing. I think people are definitely mm-hmm. elevating what the idea of a backyard wedding is. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you end up doing a tent, then yes. you can certainly have a really, really cool event. You don't need a Ferris wheel, but you can have a very cool wedding. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, yeah. that podcast that we're referring to has all the juicy information on how to run a successful backyard mm-hmm. wedding. Um, we will get that up. There's some good content in there. It's just it's recorded on a different platform that Trina needs to figure out. <laughs> but it's got some good stuff. Uh, okay, next line item um, that is on. We're wedding, right, we're wedding, we're wedding planners. Yes, we manage people, not technology but you know we'll get there we'll get there um (laughs) yeah another piece of um and like that's going to be hitting the 2022 hard is the boho theme now it has been very big for a little while i just think people are i feel people are drawn to it for two reasons one which is another trend is the dried florals they are you can keep them at the end, right? They can decorate your house or, you know, so you're buying flowers that you're essentially keeping. And that is kind of a bonus of the mm-hmm. boho pampas grass feel. And another one is I think mm-hmm. people are getting braver and more bolder with the boho idea and look because there's just so much content of it out there that it's not like this horrible looking macrame thing. It's like a stylish overall look. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think it's it's definitely uh I I think it's definitely a choice because I think when people think of boho, they think of grass, they think of like there's like the bougie boho. It's the grass, the pampas, the beautiful dried palms. You've got really cool like um sort of natural um materials like linen napkins and your table runners and you've got more wood tables like it just feels a little bit more earthy and organic and uh it might feel a little bit more sustainable as well which i think a lot of people certainly gravitate to there's other people that are like "Ooh, it's gross it's like from the 70s and it's like like the cd scene from like goodfellas where you've got this really weird like wicker rattan chair in that corner and you're like it's just it just looks really really gross um so i think I, i think if you have it really sort of depends on how you style it, but I think it can be done really, really well, really elegantly. And you're right. There are so many different resources that are out there. Uh-huh. A lot of styled shoots that are out there right now. It's a really cool theme. And I think it's something that's, it's been around for a little bit. I definitely think it's going to be hanging out for a little bit longer. Yeah, um, so. And same with the dried, and same with, with the dried florals as well. I mean, obviously we've got the palms, you've got the pampas, which is basically just grass. And if you're lucky enough to live in parts of Vancouver where you can actually see it growing, you're just like, look, it's baby pampas. It's everywhere. Just, yeah. <laughs> just kind of there floating around. I, I have pampas in my apartment or in our house right now. Yeah. Then every time I move it, cause it's dried, it just like Oof. shits Oof. Yeah. seeds everywhere. Yes. It's just, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, why do you have white in your hair? I'm like, oh, it's just some pampas. It's fine, baby. It's fine. It's, fine. it's just a little fluff. It's, fine. it's a little decor glitter. Fluff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, another kind of trend yeah. we're seeing is a lot of neutral colors. And I believe this has something to do with like the neutral tones in a home. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of couples that mm-hmm. want their decor to be to match their home and lifestyle because that's what they wear in their daily life. Like they wouldn't want to go out of the box, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of like yes. whites, linens, creams maybe accented with black and that's very on trend in a home yeah and you know what I'm trying to do that in my house but I think I can't because I have a toddler and a dog and two cats and just it doesn't it does not work here (laughs) I'm gonna take shades of it no 
Just, just work with it. Yeah, for sure. I think, again, like I say, I think working with, I think people are really sort of shifting more towards the, the, um, like sustainable organic material. Mm -hmm. So obviously linen is a big one. Cotton is another one too. I think people are really just being a little more conscious about where they are getting their stuff as well. And we're wanting to kind of incorporate that into their overall weddings too. Mm -hmm. Some people are totally into like the, the satin and the super bougie glitter velvet. I love that stuff, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it just doesn't work for the overall feel. So yeah, I think, I think neutrals is definitely going to be neutrals is easy. It's, it goes with everything. Yeah. And then you can always layer all the fun stuff on mm-hmm. top. So. Yeah, it's if it's neutral colors, then it's textures that change, right? So maybe like a neutral yeah. linen with like a textured like charger or something like that. That's kind of where the mm-hmm. change happens. Um, totally exactly. random fact. But I got my wedding dress. I got my wedding dress, right? Like year, years ago. This is <laughs> before the Donna Say. Did you buy a new no, one? No, <laughs> and um, – I went to another place to look for a dress and this thing fit me like a glove. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have like a bit of dress regret. Like I love the dress that I ended up with, but I really wish I did go with this other one. It was a modern um, fit and flare, but it was uh, organic, excuse me, organic cotton. So it was a, the color wasn't white. It was literally what the color of cotton was. It had like a little bit of a cream tinge to it. And it's like, and it was layered like lace, like really pretty. Um, but it was $1,700, which now I recognize that's not a lot for a dress. I just, I was so adamant about this budget of a thousand dollars in my head. I just could not fathom spending that much on it. The dress I got was, I had, I got it as a floor model and it was a steal, but as my age has changed my style, I definitely yep. wish I had pushed more. I, I wish I kind of dove into that first one that I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, to be fair, around the time you did get married, seventeen hundred probably did feel like a lot of money. And now that's like you certainly can get dresses under a thousand, mm-hmm. but I think you know, like the fifteen to eighteen hundred is probably like a standard like a starter price. Yeah, for, starting starter price. Yeah, for, right. Oh, yes. exactly, exactly. So, yeah. um, but there's actually some really cool, like a little shout out to some of our local vendors here. Um, Pure Magnolia is a, um, a boutique wedding. Uh, dress shop here in Vancouver mm-hmm. and they actually all of their dresses are made from organic cotton and it is so cool mm-hmm. we actually did a photo shoot with them um in April and uh the dress like the quality of the dress was just it was so beautiful mm-hmm. and uh and it was kind of nice to know that that that's kind of what that was made of I didn't even think that was a thing and she's like it's really really important and sustainable uh, fabrics as well I mean the wedding industry we know is they go through a lot of shit. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of waste. Oh, yeah. So if we can try and kind of minimize that a little, like it was very cool. So anyways, totally off topic, uh, but yay, pure Magnolia. Yes, She's rad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the next thing that uh, is going to be continue to be very popular, and I think it became very popular, obviously because of the C word COVID, mm-hmm. was technology and involving technology like streaming into your wedding. So of course, when COVID hit, like a brick everyone was like oh shit how do I have a wedding and how do I how do I include people on the day so of course everyone was using video streaming services whether that was you know people were using zoom and facetime mm-hmm. and and like all these different you know google and all these different sort of platforms and I think that's going to continue on as well I know a lot of our videographer vendor friends mm-hmm. definitely pivoted and became yes they, did. <laughs> they became uh, kind of streaming artists if you will but uh yeah I think I think that's definitely going to continue on because I think there are still going to be people, especially still going into 2022, that might not necessarily be able to still travel at this point or are unable to travel or for, you know, whatever reason. So, and now we know it's something you can do and it's not like 
the worst thing to have happen mm-hmm. on your day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like before it was like, ew, gross. I don't want to have a bunch of like cameras. Yeah. It's so weird just to be like screaming and it's not like a proper video. It's just, it's just like this weird live version. It's, it's, it felt weird. Mm-hmm. I think we've got better at it. Yes, we have. And I think yeah. I think it's gotten a know. bit more elegant, a bit more, we call mm-hmm. it the, the, the digital guest, right? So they yeah. technically would represent maybe 20 to 30 people that would have not mm-hmm. been there. So, and it, and it can be done pretty tastefully and, um, mm-hmm. elegantly, not, you know, bulky, bulky cameras. Um, and it's much, right. much better than, you know, aunt or uncle with an iPhone with everybody being like, I can't hear it. Or the signal's not, oh. you know, cause the chat, like yeah. you want to hire a professional if you are going to get it streamed because then they're managing all of those guests that have the opportunity to see it via a proper live stream. Oh, yeah. And it's like, is the internet connection there? Or do people have access? Is there a passcode? privacy thing so you know other people can't hack it so hire somebody professional to do it because just think about the money you're saving not feeding those 20 to 40 people on that stream (laughs) and just pay the streamer about a hundred thousand bucks that's usually how much they are so keep right yeah you keep that amount in your head of a thousand Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Another one is smaller weddings in general. This has been a very, very popular thing. I think in the early stages of COVID, there was a lot of pushback with reducing guest count. Mm -hmm. And now I think it is the norm. I think you're lucky to get an invite. And if you are, you are coming. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I think, have this idea in their head where they had this 300 person wedding in their mind and this was going to be Mm -hmm. the wedding that they wanted of their dream. So it to go from 300 and reduce it to 50, maybe 75 is devastating. But on the Mm -hmm. day, it does not feel like that at all. No, I mean, I I remember when my friend got married a few years ago and there was only 36 people at her wedding. And I was like, damn girl, that is like, that's ambitious. I don't even, I don't, I don't know if I could chisel away down to 36 people. Mm -hmm. And I think you really, you know, I think the idea of like having to invite everyone got to the point where it's like, oh my God, I have to invite everybody. And it was so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, destination weddings became such a big thing because then it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Okay. Well, I can at least, um, you know, I can, I can, you know, whittle away at the guest list because not everybody can come with us down to Costa Rica or something like that. Or not everyone can, you know, join us (laughs) wherever the heck we, you know, we want to go for our, our, you know, elopement or whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think I, I, now that we've seen what it looks like, and I think now that we are a little, I feel like people are so much more um, con- like um, conscious about who they're including in their in their wedding too. Like what you said, like when you get an invitation, you are like, damn, you got, you made the cut. Like, yes. And that's why I'm like, I cannot believe when people have to chase after folks for the RSVP. It's like, shit or get off the pot. Are you coming or not? Because I have 11 more people that want to come to my event yeah. or they want to come to my wedding. And you're sitting there being like, mm. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. Well, decide now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> All right. Next on the docket. Uh, well, we kind of t- touched a little bit on this as destination elopements is that everybody is just deciding to put their money in going away if they can, if it's possible with um, COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, for us specifically, I think a lot of people have been going to the island because it's nice. Yeah. It's West Coast. It's still local. We're allowed to go there. Um, a lot of people, I think, opt for like Tavino or Galliano because then they can have a really luxurious elopement, but um, mm. still stay within the regions of our health 
order. Right. So right. that's been happening yeah. quite a bit. And I think you're allowed to have some people join you. So uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can travel if there is a medical reason. So I know for yours specifically, your uncle was able to travel to your wedding because he had to see your your nanny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just so happened that you were also having a wedding. <laughs> I might have timed it. Yes. And you know what? You're not the only one. People people all do that, no. right? So, you know. I mean, that's just being efficient. I'm sorry. For sure. However. It's coming anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. It's going to come anyway. Um, I think the other thing, too, that I think is becoming a little bit more common as well is you're right, sort of doing your destination wedding, but within your region. The cool thing about that, too, is like, okay, so we're talking, let's talk Vancouver, for example. So you live in the Lower Mainland. Maybe your destination is out in Hope, or maybe it's out in Whistler, or maybe it's in Kelowna, or maybe it's in on the islands of many of the islands around us. The cool thing about doing this destination wedding is you're right. You got to take a drive for five hours or take a ferry mm-hmm. or go somewhere. So you feel like you're going away, but it's still in Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about budgeting as well, if you're thinking about going to another completely different country, you're thinking about your flights, you're thinking about the venue itself, you're thinking about all these other things that are going to be happening. You still have to hump all that shit over there. <laughs> maybe, it's on a, yeah. maybe it's on a plane. Like how many weddings? I remember when my friend was getting married a few years ago and it was, we were one of two weddings on the, on the plane. I felt really bad for the flight attendants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the flight attendants, I was shocked. They took the girl's br- um, wedding dress and they like wedged it into mm-hmm. one of like the little itty bitty cupboards. Yeah. And my friend was like, get your hands off. He's <laughs> like, I will take care of it myself. And we had it laying on top. We actually had it zipped into, I think, one of the chairs because she's like, there's no friggin' way you were going to squish my dress into a stupid little cubby hole. That's oh bullshit. So, yeah. you know, so it's like all those little things like that. Ooh, yeah. you know? And of course, when you are doing the destination wedding, like I say, it does help to kind of keep your guest count down a little yes. bit because then you can really focus and be like, it's just family, mm-hmm. just immediate family and maybe a small handful of friends. You can still do a really cool event for like 25, 30 people. Yes, you totally can. It's still, it's still doable. Mm-hmm. It's still doable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you take this next one because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, sort of, so... I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm going to let you explain it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So how many of you have seen Bridgerton? Raise your hand. Every, how many times? Every human being. Every, every, everyone. How many, t- okay. How many, how many times have you seen Bridgerton? <laughs> I've only watched it through Maybe. once. I've been debating on dabbling with it again. You know. I am going to dabble it. with The Witcher okay. again because the second season is coming out. So I want to watch oh, it. Oh, the second. Yeah. I got to. I'm so excited. I got to rewatch I'm it because so I didn't realize the time change in it. Like they were jumping in time. So I'm, I'm going to get a synopsis and read it while I'm watching it to catch up. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So Witcher, like I've seen that a million times. <laughs> mostly because I love I love Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. That's, it's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> anyways, however, Bridgerton, bringing it yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, everyone loved it when it came out on Netflix. It was such a cool, um, you know, kind of revival of the whole Jane Austen, mm-hmm. that sort of era, mm-hmm. the Regency era. And I think um, the way they presented it, I think to the new generation, everyone absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I think it's becoming a really I think people are really using that as like a theme for their wedding. Yeah. Whether it's Bridgerton, whether that's like the English garden inspired, we literally did two in the last like two months that were sort of the blues, blues and yellows and the whites. And it was just like, you know, we did this one beautiful wedding, um, garden wedding in a tent outside in uh, in Abbotsford and it was so gorgeous it just felt like an English garden the the way the florist she did such an amazing job mm-hmm. um so I think that I think people are definitely going to be doing that especially with the spring weddings I think that's really really it's fresh it's clean mm-hmm. um you can do and it's within the lines of what we were discussing earlier about the neutrals mm-hmm. it's typically the color palette's going to be 
the pastels. You've got your lilacs, you've got your your sage greens, you've got your whites, your creams. Um, if you're really going to go on on theme with Bridgerton, you can do one table that looks like the Featheringtons and one that looks like the Bridgertons. <laughs> you do you, whatever you want. <laughs> but um, I think that's going to be a big one. Yes. Uh, another one that's super big and, you know, this this isn't anything new. I just think more people are going for it because mm-hmm. it's it's a bit of a cheater way to visit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, totally. so we're talking lounge spaces. Now, people love a good lounge. And I'd say, like, at any wedding, we do encourage a lounge space of some kind. However, mm-hmm. we've been encouraging to have more lounge um, installations, maybe three or four, because your guests can sit there with their masks off and be in a normal setting. As long as the guest is seated and not moving around, then it's just like COVID doesn't even exist, which is very, you know, strange, but that is, it's a, we're following the rules. It's not, it's not far off. So that's a positive thing. So instead of, you know, if you're having more of a cocktail style event or you're having more casual seating, then perhaps you don't do all the guest tables. You do half guest tables and half lounges. That way everybody can get Mm -hmm. a butt in the seat and take their masks off, but it can be in a, like a beautiful setting. We did a beautiful wedding in um, UBC Sage uh, with the lounge space outside. And that was a transformation of that deck. It was stunning. (laughs) And people loved it. Yeah. They had, um, Lots of posts. Yeah, that was a perf- that was a perfect example of following along the lines of what the what the, what the rules mandates were yeah. at the current time, um, and then and still still making it fun and exciting. So this was a wedding that <clears throat> we ended up doing at Sage Restaurant out at UBC, and it was originally a seated dinner. Mm-hmm. And they decided last minute they're like, you know what, that's just that's just not who we yeah. are. We want to do a cocktail style instead. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, great, that's cool. The only way for us to be able to do this is you have to have everything outside. So we had a tent brought outside. Well, we had heaters outside. We had whole lounge area yeah. outside. Well, a week and it leading, ended up becoming a huge problem. Well, the week leading up to the wedding is when the mandate changed that they could not have masks on outside. They had to have masks on inside and they couldn't move. Oh, yeah. So a week leading up to the wedding, we secured a tent. I secured a tent five days before they got married. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. <laughs> See the changes. Yeah. And heaters. So many changes. It was crazy. I can't believe that was a miracle that was pulled out of our ass. That's hilarious. That I totally, I totally blocked that out of uh, that trauma out of my head. <laughs> it was crazy. But we gave them the wedding they wanted. <laughs> yeah. We always do some weddings where they're just like the planning sometimes leading up to it is just like so traumatic yeah. that you actually almost just block it out. And you're like, oh yeah. Remember when that happened? God, I forgot. <laughs> this is just bananas. But I, I said to them, like, they had the lounge inside. And at the time, we're like, you can certainly have it. Just people can't be moving around. They have to sit at the lounge and they have to stay there. For this particular mandate, this was in August before you know, the vaccines were in place. Mm-hmm. And there was the right. changes happened so fast uh, that we said, you can we can still do it that way. It's just there's going to be restrictions. Or we can put you outside and you're just going to have to pay the fee. And they wanted the wedding they wanted. So they were fine they did. to have a tent and heater. They were happy. Oh, they were so happy. And honestly, yeah. I think it worked out. I think it worked out better in their favor. Because yeah. we had the ceremony downstairs with the window, yeah. with the log like the sliding door was open mm-hmm. so they were still able to it felt like they were outside but everyone was still covered yeah. and then everyone went upstairs and they were able to have that event. it was so it beautiful was, it was that nice, tent was stunning <laughs> oh, yeah. yes yeah. um very proud of how that turned out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i think the next one we kind of touched on it a little bit with the idea of having um 19 million weddings happening next summer um mm-hmm. <laughs> but the idea of a weekday event mm-hmm. so everyone 
like when you think about we've got three seasons all happening into one and I think people usually have this idea in their mind that I have to get married on a Saturday because that's traditionally how you do it. I think people, if you're flexible with it, you could certainly do it on a Friday. You can certainly do it on a Sunday. If you're even more flexible with it, you could certainly do it during the week. So you could do like a Wednesday wedding or a Thursday wedding or like a Monday wedding or something like that. So if you decide you wanted to do that, certainly look into your the the venue cost as well because usually what they'll do is they will there will be specific prices dedicated towards the weekend. Mm-hmm. If the weekend is all booked, then look at doing something during the week. They actually may have a prorated price because it's it's like do. they're off time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So depending on where your venue ends up being, certainly look into that. That actually might be a bit of a savings for you mm-hmm. as well. Not only that, but the fact if you tell your your wedding vendor in the middle of July, which is like the busiest month for us, you know, we're going to get married on a Thursday. Okay, great. Well, we actually have availability. Always. Like we yeah. could totally help you, right? So yeah. if you're telling me in the middle of July on a Saturday, like, you know, there's so many weddings that are happening, you're not going to have any vendors either. Yeah. So being a little bit flexible on the, the physical day of the mm-hmm. week that you have your wedding will actually probably help you in the long yeah. run. Yeah. A lot of um, our clients either work from home or, um, you know, their own shift work and you have uh, a lot of people have vacation banks. So it's not a horrible thing yeah. to ask people a year or six months out in advance. Like, Hey, can you come to my wedding on a Thursday? Like people will take the time off. They, they want to be in a social setting and they want to mm-hmm. be away from their computer at their house. They are ready. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Like I have, I've had a couple destination weddings that I've been to where they got married on like a Wednesday mm-hmm. or Thursday, but I had to travel there anyway. So like, it's not like I'm working. Yeah, I'm already on vacation. Exactly. I'm already on vacation. Yes. <laughs> Another trend. And I think this has been happening more and more. I rarely see this stuff happen on our own weddings is throwing out some of the traditional elements uh i haven't seen a garter toss for like four years or really a bouquet toss in a long time just because they're not really they're not really fun to single out people anymore but it's like i try i'm trying to remember the last wedding that we did that even had like a bouquet toss. um the whistler one had one and that was very untraditional it was outside and it was a thing for the family and like everybody right. just tried to catch the bouquet but other than that but i even, haven't seen one. even before that I swear, I think it was like 2018. Yeah, I think um, 2019 is when we when we did like it. That dockside wedding, possibly. So yeah, it's um, yeah. I, it's, I mean, it, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think if anything, it's definitely kind of phasing out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we don't push for it. Like the, the yeah. Well, I mean, the traditions traditions change, they evolve, and and you know things have a different meaning as well. I mean, you know, the garter toss, the bouquet toss, it doesn't. It, it, the idea of marriage, I think, is also shifting a little bit too, and like what that means. And you know, people are are living together now before they get married, and and just there's a lot of things that are just a little bit different today in 2021 that you know were were different ten years ago even. So I feel like the garter toss, the bouquet toss, if you want to do that, cool. Yeah. I don't think you need to feel pressured yes, to do it. Though. That's a good way to put it. So, you don't feel pressured. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. Um, I think the next one is the details. I think this is going to be a really, really big thing too. So kind of going back a little bit to the fact that you're going to have a smaller guest count as well. I think people are definitely focusing on all those little tiny details that they maybe didn't necessarily have in their budget. So mm-hmm. signage, um, like your stationery, for example, or menu cards, or um, you know, like most people wouldn't necessarily have a name card because they're like, I don't really need it mm-hmm. if I don't want it. But if you wanted to do like a full proper 
stationary suite where you've got, you know, all the proper save the dates and your invitations and your RSVP cards. And then you have beautiful signage on the day at the bar, at your welcome, your seating chart, your, you know, your actual menu cards and your name, things like that. Like those are all things that you can definitely splurge on, especially if you have a smaller guest Mm -hmm. count. Um, Other things I think like decor, I think people are definitely going to splurge. If you have a smaller Mm -hmm. guest count, you can put more into the overall uh, guest experience. So um, one of the things they talk about is like chandeliers and lounges. And we already sort of talked about how we think lounges are going to be continue to be a thing yeah. and an even bigger thing, but things like chandeliers, like, I mean, you need light, yeah. <laughs> but I think people usually do the whole chandeliers is like, it's a decorative element. But I, I, I think just the idea is that I think people are going to be able to incorporate some more fun decor and stuff into their overall look yeah. because now they have a little bit more room for it in the budget. Yeah. I think. You know, if your guest count's reduced to half, well, now you have some more budget mm. to play with, um, which you can get all the yeah. small details that you may or may not have considered beforehand, oh, for sure. Exactly. Okay, another yeah. line item here that I don't totally agree with. <laughs> you know, it's very like, ooh. I'll tell you why. It's because I almost did go this route, and I learned very quickly it's not possible. <laughs> so, for, well, okay. So we're talking about renting a dress or consignment dress. 1000% a consignment dress. I, I agree with, um, pure Magnolia does offer dresses secondhand so you can get them tailored mm-hmm. to your body. Um, however, okay. So going to rent a dress in Vancouver specifically, I am five, eight. And at the time I was very much low body fat. I was the perfect model size for any wedding dress to come to me and every single one of them fit on me absolutely horribly <laughs> like wow none, none of them either fit my hips properly the jewels were damaged on some of them they were all itchy oh. it was just and it wasn't even that cheap it was like a thousand dollars to rent this dress and I what? recognized that yeah I went to a couple places and I recognized that a wedding dress is so extremely tailored to your body it is nearly impossible mm-hmm. to rent one without altering it it's because it's just so totally. that's why it's so expensive to buy them so I, I don't know if right. I agree with the rented one but I do agree with the consignment a secondhand dress for sure Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. you know because you're only paying for alterations and maybe the fee of cleaning the dress or something like that but I have to say this is becoming a really big thing especially because of again the C word. Um, and I think the biggest one is I'm selling my dress. Yes. I bought it for X amount of dollars. Yeah. I wore it for an hour and a half. I'm selling it for X amount of dollars. And you're like, what the heck? Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many people that are just trying to, you know, they bought their dresses, they envision wearing it for a lot longer and it only ended up being for their ceremony, which was only, you know, half an hour to me. Maybe they wore it for an hour and a half because then they had photos after. So yeah. I think if you're looking to try and be um, obviously cost efficient, because usually it's going to be a little bit, little cheaper. Um, and it's also kind of saving the world a little bit because you're reusing a dress that's only been used once. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool that you can do that. If you can find it, the, the dress that, that's like right for you, then go for it. Mm-hmm. I actually, I know I uh, went to a wedding actually in Australia. It was a, quite a few years ago. Australia. And the bride did that. And Australia. And the bride did that. She's like, yeah, I bought my friend's dress. It was like a hundred, I bought it for 150 bucks and she got a really cute, second dress so she put her money into like the second dress yeah so she could have like the dance party afterwards but she's like i'm just gonna wear this white one it fits me perfectly fine she had to do a little bit of like tweaking like sort of uh, you know um um adjustments to it but otherwise it totally fit her and she was like 100 it was 200 dollars for a freaking wedding dress like amazing 
amazing. Yeah. Or like a lot of people buy the big dress and then they buy a small dress for the elopement. Yes. But then they just decide yeah. that the elopement was their wedding day. So now they have this big dress. It's actually yeah. never been worn, but it's like buying a used car, mm-hmm. right? You know, the value of it goes down once it leaves the store or leaves the lots. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Same with the wedding oh dress. Never yeah. been worn. Size, whatever. Doesn't matter. Valued at this point. Don't matter. 50% off. Like, just want to get rid of it and be done with it. Exactly. Oh, God. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the next one is a little close to my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're calling. Yeah. They're calling it the the anteception. So basically, this the sequel to your ceremony was you now you're gonna have your reception. So everyone, a lot of people ended up doing a small little elopement, small little ceremony. 2020, 2021, and now in 2022, they're like now we're having the big hurrah and so now you're having this second half of the wedding (laughs) which is your reception so some people are actually looking at like kind of recreating their ceremony for just a few you know just kind of at the beginning but now it's basically like the reception end of things and i think for those of you that have held out for the reception they're like no 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 it's still happening because i still want the big party i think 2022 is going to be the year that i think a lot of people are going to end up doing it because if you wait any longer the other challenge too is that you know people might start want to start having a family or they might mm-hmm. want to start you know you know looking at buying a house or looking at other life milestones and things they want to be doing as well. So I think I think this summer is is going to be an interesting sort of um, reflection of how many people are doing their reception. Big now big. we've had a lot of we've had a lot of couples that are like you know what yeah we're good yeah we don't need to do it yeah. and it's like okay that's cool have a five year anniversary or something yes. like that. So yeah. but. Um, we actually have a few weddings that are happening this year that are like the, the second half yeah. and they're like, no, we're doing it's it. It's the so. party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super funny. Actually, at, uh, at the Eric Church concert, I was telling Jill and Rachel and Mariah, that the girls that I went with, um, that they are working uh, that wedding next year. And then, oh, yeah. uh, and then of course the bride comes up and she's like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, Hey, they're doing your wedding. It was so like random. I was like, these are the people that are going to work your wedding. Now you've met them. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. There's we've got a few of them that are on our roster that are going to be like the reception end of things, and so it'll be fun to see. It'll be it'll be it'll be good to kind of be part of because as planners, like now we're part of this life journey with you. We've helped you get married, and now we're helping you plan your wedding. So normally we'd maybe be with you for a year. Now we're with you for two years. We get to learn all of the things. So yeah, no, it's really, it's fairly fun. Uh, another one is a lot of non-alcoholic options. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, in general, I think there's a lot of non-alcoholic options at weddings. I think, I think we're going to see more of a trend that is there's more pregnant brides. I think that's more of a trend yeah. is that there's going to be more so. people that are pregnant and okay with it at their reception or just getting married. Either they got pregnant before they're pregnant during the timing, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I just think we're going to see mm-hmm. more pregnant ladies or people starting families sooner than later instead of waiting for I the so party. Too. So yes, I believe mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. on trend. Um, yeah. The, uh, I totally agree with this next one is that there's a lot more edgier dresses. Uh, I've seen a lot of crop, mm-hmm chop two pieces pants suits yeah. um the wedding we right. did at um stanley park last couple weeks ago uh she yeah. bought her dresses off of etsy and there was two and they were just timeless but she they were they're beautiful, beautiful but i i would never have known that she bought them off etsy i thought they were like an actual mm-hmm. true wedding dress store so i think people are getting a little bit more like ballsier i want to say like more brave right because there's no the pressure of everybody seeing your dress has been taken off so now you can kind of have the dress 
you want <laughs> or something yeah, that is sure. more suited to you. And there's so many more examples out mm-hmm. there for you to pull from that you can really yes. make some choices there. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, the next one is sustainable table designs. So what the hell is that? Um, <laughs> I think it's more like, <laughs> I think it's more like potted plants or dried florals or anything that you can kind of be reusing Mm -hmm. again. So perfect example, actually, we've done a few holiday weddings now where we've actually rented Christmas trees and it's been great because, and that's actually a service that they, they offer Mm -hmm. is that you, you know, you can get a Christmas tree, you can rent it for the season, then they get, you give it back to them and they'll replant it. Um, or think about, um, like, maybe your centerpiece could be a potted herbs or something like rosemary and thyme. And, you know, and maybe, you know, there's so ever, however many of them are at the table and then your guests take them away. And then it's like, great, now I have potted plants. And you're like, and now I don't have to worry about humping all this shit back home. So I think people are trying to get a little bit more creative about, again, things that are sustainable. Again, dried flowers, again, is a perfect example. We've had, that's actually been really common uh, really popular with a lot of our like the weddings mm-hmm. we've done like yeah. let's say the last five weddings we've done mm-hmm. have really leaned heavily on the whole dried florals and honestly like if you do a few pieces that are dried and the rest are fresh yeah. it looks so cool. it does look cool it looks so yeah. freaking cool have you googled herb bouquets they're so cool <laughs> just they're neat like trish i think told me my friend who was getting married uh told me about it and i was like cool <laughs> And they couldn't be that expensive. Like with rosemary. Right? right? Oh my god. Like greenery step up. Like a beef stew is in my hand. <laughs> the aroma. <laughs> but aren't, isn't, isn't that cool? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love this. What a cool trend. Like what a different kind of thing. But it looks beautiful. Well, yeah. I mean. I mean, we always do like, we'll do like the dried lavender, yeah. especially yeah. if you get married at like a, in a lavender farm, for example, yeah. we've worked at, we've done a few weddings that have done that. It's been such a cool thing to be able to, to incorporate like the lavender that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, of course, it's got that beautiful smell as mm-hmm. well. So I think this is such a cool so idea. Cool, right? right. I know, I know you would like it when I saw it because <laughs> it's greens, but totally. textures, it's very cool. Yeah. I'm screenshotting yeah. that for later. Yes, I love it. <laughs> well, that brings us to our next point is using all the scents for design. So if you have a herb heavy bouquet, maybe stay away from really potenty flowers, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe not have yeah. centerpieces of potpourri or lavender is a very potent flower. I wouldn't pair it with much else because it's right. very strong. Um, but yeah, you yeah. got to consider the scent. Um like I did a wedding a long time ago where they were like, there needs to be a scent for the wedding, <laughs> like freshly baked cookies or vanilla <laughs> or something. Yes. Because it's well, you know what? That's the, I think that's the one thing that people forget about. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They always kind of leave, right? So it's like you've got all the other senses, but you don't ever use your sense of smell necessarily because you reserve that for the food. Yeah. But did you know that when um, Kate and Will, when they got married, and I'm referring to them in their first name because obviously we're tight. Um, <laughs> when they got when they got married, she had actually had, I think it was Joe Malone Wild Orange. I literally just read this like a week ago or something. And she had actually had candles, wild orange candles mm. that were all over the reception area. So it just smelled so mm. beautiful. And people, I think, forget that you're like, oh, yeah, it just that it did also just kind of enhance the overall experience. Yes. So yeah, it is. It's use a, all your sense. I'm thinking like I think of um, the mulled wine that Alana had at her wedding. Uh, Alana yes. and Manny, they had a mulled wine going. So the whole space just smelt of cinnamon and orange and and um, anise. Amazing. And that that's like, ooh, that's that's cozy. <laughs> right? 
her. Oh, it's so it nice. nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the next one I think is, I don't think it's going to be like a trend. I just think it's becoming more accessible to people and that is vegan food. And I think um, really what this is, I think more people are just being a little bit more conscious kind of again about what they're eating. I think some people are on a... Um, a journey, a health journey. And I think some people are working, you know, some people aren't able to have dairy anymore and people aren't trying to stay away from gluten or they're trying to stay away from like all these other things. So I think vegan food and any sort of dietary kind of food, I think is, um, again, I think it's just going to be more common. I think people are asking for it. I know that that's definitely something that people are um, are asking for. Mm-hmm. I know that we, when we were chatting with, um, Jen from lazy gourmet, um, and that was one of the things she was saying is that I think, you know, we're listening to what people are asking for. And I think vegan, just the idea of having vegan food available and good vegan food, like, like just don't throw carrots on a freaking plate, like get in creative, yes. get inventive, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. I think that's going to be a thing. I, I agree. I think people like the idea of a vegan offering. Um, but I think some people are more leaning towards having vegan options or even a vegan menu itself. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And kind of our final piece of the puzzle here is uh, smaller wedding cakes. Th- this is not too far off, but I think I think this is specifically affected by COVID, right? So the idea of having a cake sitting out for people to gawk at and look at and breathe on is just yeah, a little icky, a little icky, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and no, like. at one point, our couple had to cut the cake with their masks on because then the cake was going to be taken to the back to cut and then plate for guests. And I think at this point, guests just um just don't really need that cake. But there are some tricks around it. One, you can get a smaller cake and then you can buy a sheet cake that is the same flavor, already pre-cut in the back in a box, nicely protected. <laughs> And uh, yes. yeah, and then uh, the guests can get it plated to their table uh, in a nice orderly mm-hmm. fashion safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you can have, you know, a small cake just to do the cake cutting or just have it on a display piece. And then you can have an assortment of desserts and then guests can kind of choose whatever they want. Um, we mm-hmm. call it a dealer's choice. So, yeah, a smaller wedding cake. Yeah. And then, you know, not especially in the summer. I find people don't really eat dessert as much. They do in the winter, but not in the summertime. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's I too think hot. That, I think the trend. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just it's just a it's a lot of sweets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I here's the thing. It definitely depends it does. <laughs> on yeah. your your guest count because we did a wedding uh, in the summer and I was shocked because it was bar. hot as yeah. balls out. No, the dessert station. Yes. yes. At, that we did. And I'm not sure if it was because there was um, a little bit of a delay from the time that they had their dinner to the time that the dessert was presented, mm-hmm. but they hit that dessert yeah. buffet hard. It was, um, like it was gone. Attacked. It was from yeah. absolutely attacked from like all sides. Yes. Also, it was, it was a little scary. I wonder to be a little too close to if it, cause it was near so, the bar. <laughs> I don't know. It was attacked really though. Sure. Yeah. Like people it was, went it was for like, it and I was shocked. There was so much of it and people just went yeah, it was gone. bananas it was gone. Yeah. so I think I think it's changing a little bit in how people are having their dessert again I think people are a little be are being a little bit more mindful of kind of what they're what they're eating but I mean you also go to a wedding so that you can freaking eat I just think right? that yeah I think I think you, because it also comes down to a little bit of cost like I don't think you should have personally your wedding cake and, and dessert. a dessert buffet. no it doesn't make sense I think you should have one, one or yeah. the other mm-hmm. 
And if you need to have a cake, like you suggested, having a really small six inch like wedding cake, something that you can cut, Mm -hmm. you can still like, you can take that home with you guys and you can have that in the freezer and you can have that after your one year. Or maybe if you have like grandparents that are like, I'm expecting my cake. And you're like, cool, (laughs) we'll cut you up. We'll cut you a slice. We had to do that actually for a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. We had to do that for a wedding a few, uh, two weeks ago. Grandparents, yeah. Grandparents and parents were sitting at the table waiting for their cake. (laughs) So we cut it for them. Yes. So I was like, yeah, we can make that happen. But otherwise it was a dessert buffet. Mm-hmm. So And people like it. People like a selection, I'll tell you. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah. Options. <laughs> like we like an option. <laughs> I want some choices. <laughs> choices. Yeah. Well Yeah, for sure. So So yeah, that's that's kind of I think that's what we're looking at in looking into sort of twenty twenty two. Obviously these are, you know, some of these are, are applicable to some people. Again, like you do you at the end of the day. I think these are some of the things that I think we're going to definitely be looking at when it comes to what people are asking for, what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be a kind of a combination of everything too. But I think I think 2022 is going to be a very, very interesting season for weddings. Was, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for it. I'm also like a little bit nervous, scared. a little, a little, I'm a little yes. nervous, a little nervous, yeah. nervous because I think it's, it's honestly, it's going to be a really big year for all the vendors. So just please be patient with us because we are, <laughs> we are flying by the seat of our pants. Here. Yes, we are caught up <laughs> as much as you are, but I think overall our intentions is to give you the best day ever, but there mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit of overlapping with our, <laughs> our work and some trends that we've learned and other things, but we're here to give you a good day. All right. <laughs> give you the game yes amazing okay well thanks guys so much for tuning in and uh tune in next week when we have some more content to share with you until then (laughs) take care guys bye Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.